What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Carolinas Georgia Pro Wrestling Report. It is January 21st, 2021. I am your host, Heath Mulliken. There's several things we want to get to today. Number one, we're going to talk about X16 from PWX last weekend. We're going to talk about the award winners for Georgia Wrestling History. And we're also going to do a preview of IWE show coming up this weekend in Augusta, Georgia that I will be attending. First of all, let me tell you, patreon.com slash double dropkick is where you can go to become a patron. Lots of benefits. We put out audio content every single day. You're going to get breaking news. You're going to get rumors, drama. There's so much drama in independent wrestling. And the best place for that is patreon.com slash double dropkick. For as little as a dollar a month, again, you're going to find out things before they go public. My patrons knew that WWE was buying Evolve about two weeks before it was reported, maybe even longer. My patrons knew or have known about certain local talents uh, that are being signed. They knew that months ago. So again, patreon.com slash double dropkick. So let's get into X16 capacity crowd. Great crowd. Um, Going to be honest. For much of the uh, opening part of the day, um, the crowd really didn't know how to react. It was It was like we were all trying to figure out how to be wrestling fans again. So there were like moments of silence, not that, the action was not good. It was just, I think the crowd was just getting warmed up. And I think I, for some of it, I was just kind of shocked, man, I'm at a wrestling show and it just felt really, really good. So here's the results from uh, stage one. Uh, it was great to, to watch the show with uh, Robert Redbeard Truesdale. And uh, he typed up these results uh, it for the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards group on Facebook. Go check that out. So, opening round, you had uh, J.D. Drake defeating uh, PWX Pure Champion Suge D. Uh, T.J. Boss defeated Logan Creed. Uh, and then after the match, Logan Creed put T.J. Boss through a chair in a way that I... he I, That chair... I've never seen a chair bend like that. Um, now, between every match... The ring was sanitized. I saw 100% of people wearing masks. They did temperature temperature checks at the door. Uh, they ran a video before the show. Hey, hey, keep your mask up. They came out. They were very clear. There was a couple of fans that kept taking their masks down, and they were called out for it, and PWX handled that very well. Uh, the ITV champion, Cam Carter with J.P. Lehman, defeated Ethan Case in the first round. I'd call that. Uh, probably maybe the biggest upset of the first round. Lucky Ali defeated Savannah Evans. Timmy Lou Retton, uh, who was supposed to face ACH, who did not appear, uh, defeated Rob Killjoy. Two men uh, making their long-awaited returns uh, to PWX. Iron I mean, not ironically, but in singles competition, typically they've faced off in tag team matches. Um... If you did not heard, the Jim Nasty boys, Timmy Lou Retton and White Mike, had a having a public breakup this week. And also, 
Uh, Rob Killjoy and Lance Lude. Lance Lude um, announcing that he has an injury that's going to limit uh, his travel and limit his wrestling for the future. Uh, this was a very entertaining match. And uh, Timmy Lou Retton got the win. Uh, in the next match, um, you had Alexander Moss, TGA Moss, taking on Zach Cooper. Uh, Zach Cooper, uh, also a fill-in. Uh, and at some point in the match, uh, Zach Cooper's teeth got knocked loose, cutting TGA Moss's arm. But in the process, Cooper uh, was, was not only bleeding, but also... There was some fear in the moment that perhaps he was uh, knocked out. Um, uh, the referee did a tremendous job. A uh, referee named Kai Douglas, who's from WWN. Listen, if you're a promoter, this guy is licensed in South Carolina. Tremendous, tremendous referee. Uh, did the right thing <coughs> per South Carolina Athletic Commission rules. You have to stop the match because of blood, and uh, Moss was was named the winner. Cooper uh, was taken to a local medical facil facility, and uh, it would checked out great, and was back by the end of the evening, and seemed to be in good spirits and good health. Uh, Chip Day defeated Mason Miles. Mason Miles with a much better showing than. The 2020 edition when he was defeated in under a minute by TJ uh, Boss. Uh, and then the final match of stage one, Anthony Henry uh, defeated Drew Adler. Now, if you if you were a patron, you know I had Drew Adler. This busted my bracket. I had Drew Adler going very far in this tournament. And Drew Adler came out and feigned that he was going to essentially forfeit the match and let Anthony Henry pin him. Uh, when Henry went for the pin, Drew Adler had the double cross, and they just had a tremendous, tremendous match. And it was Anthony Henry getting the win uh, following the match. If you don't know, both of these young men from Augusta, very heartfelt promos from both of them following the match. A tremendous, tremendous way to end stage one. Uh, where Anthony Henry got to share his heart about Drew Adler. Drew Adler got to share his heart about Anthony Henry. And is really, for the first time, being made public by Anthony Henry that he is moving on to bigger and better things. And now it's been reported he has signed with WWE and will be reporting to the Performance Center. So then we got to stage two in the afternoon. Again, capacity crowd. Um... For the most part, groups sat together, and there was there was as much distancing as possible. I had a general admission ticket. I didn't feel like I was too close to anyone, and I felt like at any time there were plenty of places for me to move and have as much space as I wanted. Um, I felt like fans, for the most part, were respectful of, of space. I haven't heard uh, a lot of complaints about that. So, again, PWX did a tremendous job. Uh, there was a dark match. Ariel Dominguez defeated Jesse Barton. Jesse Barton, uh, upstate South Carolina guy who's uh, wrestled for a lot of different promotions around here. G uh, great to see him get an opportunity. Ariel uh, Dominguez, who I believe is out of Florida. Folks, this was a tremendous match. Uh, if this, I don't know if this is going to be on the High Spots Network. 
you, you're not going to see a better dark match on any local show. This was a really, really good. Uh, again, promoters. All these guys are licensed in South Carolina now. Ariel Dominguez, I would book him tomorrow if I had a show. And Jesse Barton as well, who, who if there were a most improved wrestler award in the Carolinas, I, I'd put him up for that. He, he's just uh, taking it to the next level. In the quarterfinals, uh, Chip Day defeated Alexander Moss. Cam Carter, again with J.P. Lehman, defeated Lucky Ali. Lehman interfered in the match, allowing Carter to get the win. However, Lehman was taken out by Lucky Ali, and we did not see him for a while. Uh, you had former tag team partners, former PWX tag team champions, TJ Boss and Timmy Lou Retton facing off in the quarterfinals with Boss getting the win. Uh, both of these men, Boss, came in injured from that opening round attack by Logan Creed. Uh, it's believed at some point in his opening round match with Killjoy that Retton injured his knee. It was it was heavily wrapped, uh, and and that knee plagued Retton through the entire match. And so it was Boss getting the win. This was an emotional match. And you could you could sense, you know, hey, we're friends, but we're gonna fight here. That seemed to be the theme of the quarterfinals because the final quarter final match, uh, JD Drake defeated Anthony Henry. Uh you know, you want to talk about emotional, hard hitting two guys who you know, sometimes when brothers fight you hit a little bit harder. And that's that's essentially what happens. Uh, and then again, uh, this was leading into um, the intermission. A very emotional promo from both men. One of those things, it's one of those things, I'm very glad I was there for it. Video won't do it justice. You, you had a sense in the building that you were seeing something special, that you were seeing something real. And uh, it, I'm I, yeah, very happy that I went. In the semifinals, Cam Carter defeated uh, Chip Day. J.P. Lehman not ringside for this match. Uh, I will be 100% honest. Toward the end of the match, Chip Day was on the offensive. I leaned over to Redbeard and say, I think Chip Day may win this whole thing. Within a minute, Cam Carter had hit that big knee and pinned Chip Day. So I was I was wrong about that. In the other semifinals, in a, in two guys, no strangers to each other, I'm working on an article, a written article um, about TJ Boss. I refer to the feud he had in, in 2017 with J.D. Drake. Uh, in Chester over the APW Heavyweight Championship. This was a tremendous match. Just two big men, probably not 100% because of the, the what they'd been through already that day, but a hoss fight. A very, just a hoss fight. And it was Boss uh, getting the win. Uh, we had a special tag team match. The Heat Seekers, who have made themselves known, again, promoters, they're licensed in South Carolina. Get them, get them, get them. Uh, the Heat Seekers defeated the Influencers, which is a team of Chance Riser and Patrick Scott. Uh, I told my, I told our patrons uh, what impressed me, especially about Chance Riser in this match. 
the Heat Seekers want a title shot with the Revolt. I think uh, on this night, Caleb Conley was involved with the Impact Wrestling pay-per-view. I would very much think you're going to see either in February or March there in Rock Hill, the Heat Seekers challenge in the Revolt for the tag team titles. In the final match of the X-16, uh, TJ Boss and Cam Carter had a tremendous match. Back and forth, back and forth. Again, it's one of those matches I can't really describe the emotion of it. Uh, I can't... Here's the thing. Most of the fans there, you've sat through five to six hours of wrestling. And yet, the peak emotional moments of the whole day happened in this match, happened in the main event, happened in the finals of this tournament. It was tremendous. Uh, J.P. Lehman came back out to ringside. His J.P. Lehman pencil him in. If I had to vote today for manager of the year in the Carolinas, he would get my vote, and I would lie to vote multiple times. It was a, it was a thing of beauty. Um, the crowd reaction to everything. I mean, this it was really a tale of two matches, and it. it what can I say? It was great. Again, the video won't do it justice. It was one of those things you had to be there. You had to feel it. Uh, T.J. Boss got the win. Cut. A very vulnerable promo, very un-TJ Boss-like promo, where the big man on campus kind of let everybody look in and kind of understand what he'd been through the last three years. And uh, he's ready. Whoever the champion is, he says he's coming for him, and he's cashing in his title match uh, opportunity. Uh, after the match, Harlan Bravado, last year's winner, made an appearance, and news will be coming out more about why Harlan Bravado wasn't part of this uh, tournament this year. Again, if you're a patron, you already know. Let's talk about the Georgia Award winners. Uh, these were just announced the other night. Uh, George, the Georgia Awards and the Carolina Awards, very different, uh, especially this year. The Georgia Awards, uh, you pretty much have to prove that you're involved in wrestling. You can be you know, a podcaster, but Wrestler, manager, production, you know, you can't be like the security guy. You can't be the ticket taker. You got to be involved. Uh, they had a pr pretty large group of vote voting people. Shout out to the Tapped Out Wrestling Podcast, who, um, if you're a patron of their show like I am, you got a little insight into the awards. So shout out to Myron and Nick. Great work on that. Uh, their episode is releasing today where they are announcing the, the female wrestler of the year. So let's go through these. This is all from uh, Georgia Wrestling History, uh, their website. Uh, Joe Black won overall wrestler promo of the year and match of the year, which was the dog collar match he had with William Huckabee back in January. Think about that. The match was in January. It won match of the year, and it deservedly so. Let me say something. I mentioned this to my patrons this morning. Joe Black's out. Joe Black is, uh, we're not sure the extent of his Achilles injury. Those are not easy to come back from. Um, 
I'm not sure if he's having surgery. He posted a picture this morning that it was comeback season. Uh, again, if you've got a slight tear of your Achilles, you, you're kind of playing with fire, not getting it repaired. Uh, but for the foreseeable future, these three categories are wide open. So I think in 2021, you're going to see a new wrestler of the year, but it's wide open now. Uh, Gary Lamb won uh, Promoter of the Year. Southern Honor won Promotion of the Year. And Show of the Year, and also won Show of the Year for Still Here 2, which was their second anniversary show. Um, uh, Gary Lamb, uh, Promoter of the Year, Promotion of the Year for the second year in a row. It's a pretty big deal. Uh, I think if he wins it three years in a row, which I have no reason to think why he won't, again, I give those reasons uh, in the vault today for our patrons. I think he's going to make it three in a row. Uh, Matt Hankins, manager of the year, feud of the year with Bill Barons at Anarchy. And then he was also in the tag team stable of the year with Undeniable, which includes Shane Marks and Brian Blaze. Um, Hankins was on a different level of everybody. I, I've only got to see part of his work. What I part, what I saw was absolutely brilliant. Uh, Chip Day won the Kyle Mac Matthews Technician of the Year award. Um, this is award, if I'm being honest. Like, I guess I understand it because George is very much blood and guts wrestling, and so when you can kind of differentiate yourself. Um, but then, you know, Joe Black was technical wrestler of the year last year. He won match of the year for a dollar collar match this year. So, uh, Jimmy Oxendine, um, won legend of the year. That is a category that to win it, you've got to get more than 50% of the vote. Uh, Oxendine is a guy who does the rings and cages and, and just, um, yeah, uh, very deserved. Uh, Todd Sexton was elected mentor of the year. This is uh, this is a pretty new award. Sexton also won in in twenty eighteen. Uh, so three years of this award, he's won twice. Uh, Dylan Frymeyer from Southern Honor won Booker of the Year for the second straight year. Um, there's only been a couple of other people who have won this award twice. So, so again, Dylan and Dylan Frymeyer and Gary Lamb, along with Southern Honor, have an opportunity to really set themselves apart if they can win these awards this year. And again, I go into the reasons why Southern Honor, in such a short amount of time, has been able to set themselves apart uh, incredibly in Georgia. Uh, Brandon Benefield and Gerard Bonner, commentators of the year, let me tell you, I've been very critical of Southern Honor's production. What I mean is, when I watch Southern Honor on IWTV, uh, I don't like their camera work. Uh, the cuts are too quick. There, no one recognizes the hard cam. Like they're, they're, it's like the hard cam's not even there. They don't, they don't use it. Um, but let me tell you. Hands down, these guys are commentators of the year. 
as someone who does color commentary and listens to a lot of bad commentary and as somebody who wants to get better on commentary, these guys do such an incredible job. If you are what you could sit down and watch a Southern honor show for the first time, they're going to fill in the gaps for you. They're going to tell you the backstory. They're going to tell you why these people are fighting. They're going to tell you what, you know, their knowledge of Southern honor wrestling is absolutely incredible. The energy they bring to it. They are a tremendous team. And, uh, I don't know how much more I could put them over. Dinah Michelle, ring announcer of the year. She does a great job for other uh, for Southern Honor. Again, my only critique goes back to that video video work. I would like to see her face the hard cam more uh, when she's announcing people. She typically faces the the ramp, and uh, I I would face the crowd in the hard cam. That's a nitpicking. She's tremendous. Uh, Scott Hensley finished second there. Scott does a great job. He will be on the show next week talking about his list of the 250 best wrestlers in uh, Tennessee, Alabama, and parts of Georgia. David Weekly won Referee of the Year for the second time. Tremendous referee. There's lots of good referees in Georgia and lots of bad referees in Georgia. To my knowledge, uh, David Weekly did not call everybody in North Carolina and tell them to join the Facebook group to vote on vote for him. Uh, like some other referees may have done. Hold My Beer Hansen uh, was the male performer of the year. Um, and uh, this guy's over and getting opportunities, and, and there you go. Uh, Tyler Culprit won Most Improved and was also the runner-up for male performer. Um, I've, I've talked about Tyler Culprit a lot on Behind the Scenes. Um, people... You know, he did. He he gambled on a gimmick, and it's worked for him and gotten him opportunities, and he went all in with it. Um, not my cup of tea uh, for, for a lot of reasons, but kudos to that young man. He's definitely he's definitely put in a lot of work and has taken it to the next level. Uh, again, tapped out at some point today. Uh, this is Thursday, January 21st. At some point today, they're going to be announcing – the female wrestler of the year. So you should go and uh, they do, they announce the awards on tipping point every year. And then the winners call in and, and do a promo. And uh, you should definitely check that out. I've not had a chance to listen to it again. I got these from the website. And so thanks for all their hard work. It's going to be interesting. You know, 2020 was a really strange year. And I think uh, we're going to see where 2021 takes us. I'm interested I'm interested in this, and I, I don't know who's listening to this. My question is this. If if you're going to include Alabama promotions in your awards, why not South Carolina promotions? Like, if, if you're the Georgia Awards and regularly include some Tennessee stuff, some Alabama stuff, why not South Carolina? Just a, just a question. Speaking of 2021, IWE has their first show of 2021 this Saturday. My ticket is purchased. I'll be going with uh, Joe Brown of the Suplexes and Microphones show. Excited to, excited to hang out with him. Excited to go to my first IWE show. And I want to tell you about this card. On paper, 
On paper, we're looking at one of the best cards I've seen on paper in a long time. Okay? IWE, they have put together a card. I mean, I'm driving two plus hours to see this show. Uh, IWE wants to be a player in Georgia wrestling. They want to be a player. They have tried to differentiate themselves from other promotions in the the Augusta area. Uh, because of the current situations, they find themselves back at the American Legion. They've tried to get away from the American Legion, but they find themselves back there. Don't blame them. It's one of the few places you can run a show now. Uh, here, Listen to this card. Tyler Culprit taking on AC Mack. I'm very interested in that match. You got two guys that are typically heels. How does this match play out? Uh, what does this match mean? You've got AC Mack, who could have laid claim to wrestler of the year. He's been the action wrestling champ for something, 700 something days. Now, I don't, I don't take away from that, but I'd look more at how many successful title defenses has he had. Um, and then Tyler Culprit, again, the most improved wrestler in Georgia. Well, we're going to see it. Um, you've got the tag team titles on the line, the Koloff dynasty challenging the ugly ducklings. This will be the Koloff's first appearance in IWE. Nikita Koloff will be there. He's also doing a signing, uh, at, at a car, local car dealership that day where you can go pick up a copy of his, uh, his book. So that'll be interesting. Does, um, yeah, that'll be very interesting. You've got the new age title. On the line, Hunter Young is the champion defending against David Ali. These guys are no strangers to each other in IWE. I am I am very interested to see how this match goes. You've got David Ali, who, if I'm not mistaken, was runner-up. Yeah, he was runner-up for Wrestler of the Year in Georgia. So Hunter Young, who who's somebody that's, you know, been in IWE, but not been on a lot of people's radars in, in most of Georgia. He's on some people's radars in some parts of Georgia, especially the Augusta area. But can he can he raise his game? And so I'm interested to see how that match turns out. Uh, the women's title is on the line now. I don't. I believe Amber Nova was their original women's champion. Has not been back. Uh, so I think this is for the vacant women's title. Uh, Savannah Evans, who is the multi-year winner of the Carolinas Professional Wrestling Awards uh, Female Wrestler of the Year, taking on, I would say, the, the definitely the defending, probably the presumptive uh, Female Wrestler of the Year for Georgia. Savannah is also the Mayhem Champion, so trying to become a double champion here in, in IWE. I'm looking forward to this match. You got the... Listen, I hope these two ladies understand. The, the I hope they put the pressure on themselves. You are the best in three states. Uh, so what can they show us? This is going to be... Listen, you could not have two more different athletes. You know, Savannah Evans, who's 5'11", 6 foot. Danny Jordan, much smaller. They totally different, totally different builds, totally different styles. Uh, 
How does this work out in the ring? I'm excited to see. I'm I'm excited. This is the kind of match you want the rest of the country to see. This is the match. This is a, a match you want people in the Midwest to see. You want people out west to see. You want people up north to see. Because you're like these are our two best, undisputed. And this is this is what we're doing here in the southeast. This is what we're putting out. So I hope they knock it out of the park. Sean Legacy takes on Josh Magnum. Josh Magnum at the last show cost Legacy the heavyweight championship and then attacked him after the match. This has been building uh, over the course of time in IWE. So this is a grudge match. You've got Josh Magnum, who, how long has he been wrestling in this region? Uh, made a return to South Carolina a couple of years ago with Midlands uh, and then kind of fell off the face of the earth. But Josh Magnum from IWE's inception has, has become a mainstay there. And he's also become a thorn in Sean Legacy's side. Sean Legacy is trying to prove he's the present and the future of Georgia and Carolina's wrestling. Josh Magnum is, is trying to prove he's still got something left in the tank. So this should be a good one. Um, again, both men with something to prove. And in the main event, heavyweight title on the line, I don't know that this singles match has ever taken place. Again, every single match on this card, worth the drive. I'm very excited for this card. Kudos to the team at IWE. But in the main event, the champion Billy Brash defends against Logan Creed. Logan Creed, who at one point was, he was the wrestler of the year. He was the champion everywhere. He was undisputed. He, he's with MLW now. Can Logan Creed, with Joe Black being out, is this Logan Creed's climb back to the top? of being the king of the mountain in Georgia is the IWE heavyweight championship the first step to getting back to where he wants to be. Billy Brash, who has not wrestled a lot during the pandemic, I'm curious to see. He obviously was in good enough shape to beat Sean Legacy for the championship. Uh, Billy Brash, a name I thought I'd see in the X-16, but again, a lot of wrestlers are limiting where they work. During this time, Billy Brash, in the last couple of years, he's been uh, he's been the prestige champion for AML. Um, he's held tag team championships. He was the Carolinas Wrestler of the Year a few years ago, and and was also in the tag team of the year that year. But Billy Brash in these last couple of years, has not been the guy. He's got an opportunity to do that in IWE. He's got an opportunity to be the focal point of a major promotion. Can he do it? I think he can. Uh, Billy Brash has done more to transform his body, transform his appearance, transform his style. He's taken it to a whole other level the last couple of years. And I think Billy Brash has got a long reign coming in IWE. And I think IWE would be very wise 
to build their promotion around Billy Brash. I think he's a positive influence in the locker room. And uh, he's a good wrestler. And the sky's the limit. He is one of those. See him while you can. Because much like Anthony Henry, Billy Brash would be on that list of people I think is going to get signed here in, in the future. So, don't forget, hey, if you're not a patron, patreon.com slash double dropkick. The link is there in the show notes. You might even be listening to this uh, through Patreon right now. For a dollar a month, every week, you're going to get behind-the-scenes news. You're going you're gonna to hear a deeper dive where I take what I talked about on Behind the Scenes. We go a little bit deeper. We, we you talk about things a little bit further. You're going to get... Uh, what did I just watch where I watch random independent wrestling in the region and comment and tell you what I think about it? Uh, you're going to get taking the pencil where I pick a local promotion or something and I throw out some booking ideas. And then you're going to get the vault. If you're at our highest level, you're going to get the vault. You're going to get news that nobody else gets. You're going to get um, it, it's all the dirt. It's it's literally the stuff you're not going to hear anywhere else. Uh, so, again, thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Uh, I'm doing my best. Uh, there's a lot of great people out there talking about uh, the best in Georgia wrestling. I don't know that there's a, a lot of podcasts talking about Carolina wrestling. So that's what I'm I'm trying to do. Uh, we're you know at the end of this month, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to look at. The, the Carolina Professional Wrestling Awards. And I'm going to tell you, hey, here's who I think is in the lead for all of these awards right now. Um, and especially in South Carolina, again, there is so... Listen, there's so much wrestling in North Carolina. Right now, there are 12 promotions running in the same venue. Just 12 promotions. I don't even know that there's 12 promotions in the whole state of South Carolina. So, covering wrestling in the Carolinas is difficult. Uh, but I'm trying my best. Definitely covering South Carolina. But who knows? Who knows? You know, you hear rumors of, of lockdowns and, and things shutting down again. I don't know. But as long as there's uh, some wrestling to go see, we're going to go try to see it. A lot of promotions. You can either watch them on Facebook, IWTV. Uh, High Spots or the SOS Custom Wrestling Network is the exclusive home to a lot of content. SOSCustomNetwork.com uh, is where you can get a lot of the promotions in South Carolina. A lot of great new content coming. I'm excited for that. So, hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for your support. This has been the Carolina's Georgia Wrestling Report. I'm your host, Heath Mulliken, and we'll see you soon. <laughs>